We must open our Bibles to the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 1. What a privilege it is to be with you uh, tonight. Uh, I do want you to know that Pastor Cravens, boy, let me just tell you, I love hearing the man preach, and you are in for a treat. And he's a fireball preacher. That's my style. I like that kind. Amen. I like seeing a man get behind the pulpit and preach, thus saith the Lord. And what we stand in need of, especially in this day and time, is revival. And I've pastored before for 13 years. I want to encourage you to be here every night. Though I'm not preaching, he's going to be preaching. Be here in your place. Be faithful to the house of God. Because if you miss one night, that could be the very message you stand in need of. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 1. Everybody there say amen. Let's stand for the ring of God's Word. Nehemiah chapter 1. The Bible says this, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hecali, and it came to pass in the month of Cheslu in the twentieth year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hananiah, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the providence are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down. The gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. May we bow in prayer together, Lord. I am humbled tonight, Lord, to stand behind this sacred desk. Lord, anybody else could be standing here tonight, but Lord, I thank you for the privilege. And Lord, for the ability to preach. And God, I beg you tonight, Lord, fill me with the power of God. Lord, I pray, dear God, may you move upon this place. Lord, it's been so sweet, Lord, just to worship tonight together. Lord, I pray, dear God, Lord, may you sweep over this place like a tidal wave. God, may you do a great work within our hearts and our lives. Lord, we stand in dire need of revival. And I pray and I cry out to you tonight. Dear Lord, for without you, we are nothing. Lord, we're trusting in you tonight. Lord, I pray, Lord, for the lost tonight. Dear God, may they fall under Holy Ghost conviction. Lord, may you show them the need of a Savior. And Lord, may they be gloriously saved even today. For we know that today is the day of salvation. And I pray, dear God, Lord, for the church tonight. Lord, I pray, Lord, may we come. Lord, with open hearts, open minds. Lord, with the Word of God open, Lord, I pray, dear God, as our eyes are fastened upon the Word of God, Lord, I pray, Lord, may our hearts be ever so stricken this, this night. And I pray, dear God, may we weep. Lord, may we cry out to Thee. Lord, may You do a great work within our hearts, our lives. Lord, give us a greater burden for this lost and dying world. May this church never be the same again because of this revival. Lord, I pray, Lord, for Pastor Cravens. Lord, every night as he comes and preaches, Lord, give him the strength. Lord, give him protection as he drives. Lord, here every night. And I pray, dear God, may you use that man of God in a great, mighty way. And I pray, Father, Lord, dear God, may souls be, be saved and lives be changed. And Lord, I pray, Lord, may this church, Lord, just continue to be a great lighthouse to this community. Lord, I pray, Lord, for their dear pastor and his wife. Lord, put an edge of protection around about them. Lord, I pray, dear God, Lord, may you use them in a great, mighty way. Help us tonight, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to preach on this thought tonight. When our country is in disarray, go before the king. When our country is in disarray, go before the king. The Bible talks about that these are the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hekeliah. The name Hekeliah means 
Jehovah is hidden. And I know that there's times in our lives it feels as if we look for God. We can't seem to find Him. We, we look, as the psalmist said, He looked up and He looked down. He looked, he looked in front of Him. He looked behind Him. He, 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 he's looking everywhere. And there's times in our lives that we have the storms of life. They rage and we're, we're looking. We're looking around. Lord, where are you at? When our country's in disarray, go before the king. The very name, Nehemiah, I love this. Yahweh comforts. Isn't it good to know we can find comfort in the Lord? Amen. Isn't it good we can go before Him? And I want you to understand something tonight. We see here in the very first part of this chapter, it says the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hecalon, that came to pass in the month of Cheslu in the twentieth year as I was in Shushan the palace. And Hananiah, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity concerning Jerusalem. You need to understand something. Anytime Israel sinned against God, God would use other nations to judge them. And they would cry out to God after these nations have taken many of them into captivity. Thousands were slain. Many of them were taken into slavery and everything. They would cry out to God and God would hear their cry. And He would heal their land once again. And wouldn't you know it, they'd fall back into sin. And it'd start all over again. God help us not to repeat history. Amen. God help us not to repeat history. And I know the year 2020 has been a totally different year. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for it to end. Amen. I'm ready to start a new year. And let me just tell you something. Come Tuesday, it really is not going to matter who becomes the next president. You say, why? Because the king is still on the throne. Amen. The king is still on the throne. But I want you to see tonight that there's a crisis in the land. In fact, uh, 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 Nehemiah, he even says that he, he asked one of his brethren, certain brethren, there's a crisis in the land. You see, my wife and I and my kids, we've been missionaries in Montana for 13 years. We started a church there from scratch and it, it grew. And I mean, it, 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 I was living the pastoral dream. I was. I enjoyed it. I was. I served also as a as a law enforcement chaplain for 10 years. I worked with a funeral home for six years. I just love being around people, pastoring people, helping them through their times of need. But I'm here to tell you there's a crisis in the land. In those 13 years, I began to hear of the crisis in our country and how churches are falling by the wayside and how churches are in disarray. And some of them are even closing their doors and they're shutting down and there's no more, there's no more worship. There's no more preaching. I said, oh, Lord, we've got to do something about this. And I rejoined Macedonia again. And now my, my, my mission field went from one state now to ten. From Louisiana all the way to California. And we all know California needs more churches. Amen? I mean, listen, if there's ever a place to be, listen, if there was ever uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, they ain't far from it. Let me just tell you. We need more, wait, listen, we need more church planners. I was preaching this morning at Pastor Craven's church, and I said, hey, whatever preachers are in the house, we need you. We need you to go out there and start preaching. Amen? I can't tell you how many churches my wife and I, we, we, we pass on the way to a church that I'm speaking at. It's not like that out in the West. There, there are few and far between. There's a crisis in the land. Listen to this. In this just in the Southwest alone, 100 million souls living in the Southwest. 100 million. 235 counties have zero independent Baptist churches. I can't tell you how many we passed on the way here. 
I'm beginning to look at my country. I'm seeing it falling by the wayside. 97 counties need 10 or more churches just to reach their population. And that is if every church reaches 10,000 people per year. We're nowhere near that. Well, wait, wait a minute, Brother Saunders. That, 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 that can't possibly be so. I mean, this is the United States of America. This country was founded upon God's word. What has happened? We have fallen in disarray. We've taken our eyes off of God. We've left the things of the word of God. This is what we have now. And we need to do something about it. We have a list of over 200 churches. They have property, they have people, and no pastor. How many of y'all love your pastor tonight? Amen. And if you didn't raise your hand, you need to get right with God. Amen. You should love your man of God. Stand behind him. Amen. Not way behind him, but I mean behind him. Hold up the arms of the man of God. Amen. Pastor, I'm here with you every step of the way. Ah, uh, Hey, you want me to teach a Sunday school class? You want me to help with the teens? Whatever, preacher, I'm willing to serve. I just want to work beside you. I heard one preacher say this, the safest place you'll ever be is beside the man of God. Amen. Yeah. Listen, there was a great crisis in the land. There was a calamity. He said, Can ask them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity. There's a concern. We've all heard the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was a great missionary to, uh, to, other, to other people, to the Gentiles. Yet in Romans chapter 10, you'll find him said, Brethren, that's you and I, Christians. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that they might be saved. Oh, to God tonight. Listen, we want revival, do we not? Listen, hey, why don't we get a burden for our own countrymen? Why don't we fall upon our faces before God and say, Oh, God, save my sons and my daughters. Lord, save my neighbors. Lord, let me be the one that goes and tells them the gospel before it's eternally too late. Listen, when, when, when Christians get that, that burden for, for soul winning once again, I, I wonder tonight if we were to go around the room, and we're not going to because I'm scared to find out, but even in a church this size, it would amaze you and it would be somewhat embarrassing to find out how many Christians here tonight have never led someone to Christ. And I think it'd be even worse to find out how many don't even know where to find the Scriptures for that. This is where we have come. We have come this far. And listen, we our country's in disarray. It's time to go before the king. There's a crisis. There's a calamity. There's a concern. There's a collapse. Verse 3, the Bible says, And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity, there in the province, are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. It sounds like our country, don't it? That's where we're at. Great collapse. So, Brother Saunders, what did Nehemiah do? Well, I want you to see, number one, if we ever want to have revival, if we're ever going to, listen, if we see the disarray of our, of our nation, we turn to the king. There should be an awesome prayer. I wonder what our prayer life is like. Notice what the Bible says here. Verse 4, And it came to pass, when I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted, and prayed before the God of heaven. What did Nehemiah do? He went before the king. And I'm not talking about Artaxerxes. I'm talking about the king of glory. Amen. I'm talking about Yahweh, Jehovah, the true and living God. He said, I beseech thee in verse 5, O Lord, God of heaven, the great terrible God that keepeth covenant mercy for them that love Him and observe His commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open. 
that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. Let me ask you a question. Now, how many of you would hold your hands up and say, Brother Saunders, I have lost family members. They are bound for the flames of hell. Would you hold your hands up? How many of you could close your eyes right now and see them in your mind's eye? You know what they look like. You know who they are. You know where they live. I wonder tonight, how many of us will weep and cry out to God, Lord, let me be the one to go and tell them the gospel. Notice what he says. He says, for the children of Israel, thy servants, confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. And then he becomes very personal. He makes it his sin. He says, both I and my father's house have sinned. If we're ever going to have revival, we need to go and confess. There's a confession here as well. He confesses his sin before God. I wonder tonight how many of us have sin in our lives that we would need to come to an old-fashioned altar and bow our, our, our face before God and go before the King and say, Lord, I've sinned against Thee, both I and my Father's house. Lord, we, we've sinned against You, and Lord, this is what I have done. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. He said, we have dealt very corruptly against Thee and have not kept Thy commandments, nor statutes, nor judgments which Thou commandest, Thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech Thee the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. He was notorious for doing that. He would send them everywhere. But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though there were of you cast out into the uttermost part of heaven, yet I will gather them from thence and will bring them to a place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants and thy people, whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thy servant, this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. There's an awesome prayer. Number two, there's an awesome presence. Notice the Bible says here in verse 4 of chapter 2, then the king said to me, For what dost thou make request? Notice what the Bible says. So I prayed to the God of heaven. How many of you have ever had to call somebody and it said it was a busy signal? I've even known people to dial 911 and it says that it was a busy signal. They couldn't get in contact with them. That's kind of frustrating, you know? Amen? Or you're wanting to order out and it's a busy signal. Yeah, it's kind of important, amen. We're all Baptists. We like to eat, amen. I had somebody ask me one time. I was I was in an interview, and they asked me. They said, "Do you ever do drugs?" I said, "Yeah, food is my drug. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Food is my drug. If it's a listen, if it's a great day, let's celebrate meat. And if it's a bad day, let's drown our sorrows in food, amen. Now listen. Now there's an awesome presence." I love what Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I don't know what you're going through tonight. I've never met any of you before. But can I tell you something? Whatever troubles you may face right now, hey, listen, hey, the nation can be in distress. 
Your family could be in distress. Your marriage could be in distress. Your finances could be in distress. I don't know, but all I know is this. We can still go before the king. I want to encourage you to do that even tonight. Just to start the revival off. Go before the king of glory. Hey, kneel before him and say, oh God, it's me. I'm the one that's staying in need of prayer. Lord, this is what's going on in my life. You know the greatest thing about our Heavenly Father? There's never a busy signal. I can go before Him any time. Boy, it's great to feel His presence. Amen? There's an awesome prayer. There's an awesome presence. I love this. There's an awesome praise. See, in the midst of this all, even if everything falls apart, just as it did in the life of Job, the Bible says that He rose up from the ashes and He said, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. May I encourage you tonight, it doesn't matter how bad things get. It doesn't matter what takes place come Tuesday. It doesn't matter what, what takes place between now and the coming new year. All I want to say is this. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible states this. Look with me here in verse 18 of chapter 2. Now, before I, I read this verse, we're going to come close. We'll be closing the message here very soon. I want you to see that Nehemiah, he went before the God of heaven first. He told the Lord everything. He is the king's cupbearer. He is the one that goes before the king. And he's the one that provides the food and whatever he's going to drink. Guess who has to take part of that first before the king, before it's ever put to the king's lips? It's Nehemiah. Nehemiah, let me just share something with you. His relationship with the king, they almost become best friends. You know why? Because he sees him every day. Every mealtime, probably three times a day. Notice the Bible says this in verse, in verse 2 of chapter, of chapter 2. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid. I mean, Nehemiah's countenance. You look at him, you can tell, man, he's been through some rough times. Here he is, he's crying and everything. How many of you ever, you know what it feels like where you cry so much, I mean, you're almost exhausted. Yeah. A loved one passes away or there's a tragedy that takes place and you just weep profusely. The king can look at Nehemiah and tell he's been weeping profusely. He says, you're not sick. You're, you're, you're counting. I can tell you're of sorrow of the heart. Verse 3 says, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulcher, lieth in waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Then the king said to me, For what dost thou make request? Notice what verse 4. So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, If it please the king, if thy servant hath found favor in thy sight, that thou would have sent me unto Judah, unto the, unto the city of my fathers, the sepulchers, that I may build it. And the king said unto me, now notice what the word of God says, the queen also sitting by him. Under the inspiration of God, it is written that the queen also is taking part in this conversation. The Bible says this, for how long shall thy journey be? And when wilt thou return? So it pleased the king to send me. And I set him a time. We see here that God's provision God's providing. 
May I say it tonight? God wants to provide for you as well. Whether it may be His grace. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It may be strength. It may be just His presence alone. Hey, listen, this revival may be exactly what you need. Amen. Hey, all I know is this. You go before the King and you lay your petitions at His feet. And you have not because ye ask not. I say go before the King. Amen. You know, the greatest thing about being Christians, I'm an heir to the throne and so are you. Amen. Hey, you know what? I've been adopted into his family. I, 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 I'm, I'm a child of God. Amen. Hey, listen, I know what it's like. I know what it's like when I was a little boy. Amen. I, I, I stepped on. I never told you all this, but I didn't grow up here in the United States. I grew up in the Bahamas. I know what y'all thinking. Yeah, but Nathan, you suffer for Jesus. Amen. I, I, listen, we, we, we didn't have cruise ships. We had fishing boats. And we didn't have tourists. We had we had mosquitoes that eat you alive. Hey Amen. No running water, no electricity. It was a very primitive island. And I ran around everywhere with no shoes on. And I remember one time I stepped on the skeleton of a fish. And I'm screaming my head off. Boy, I'm so thankful that my father heard my cry. He come running over there, saw what was going on, and pulled out the bones that were stuck in my foot. Well, I'm about to get happy right now. Can I tell you something? It doesn't matter what happens in my life. I can cry out to my heavenly father. And my daddy comes a running. Amen. He comes a running. And he's ready to listen and to take care of whatever, whatever may stand in our way. Hey, listen, when our country's in disarray, go before the king. Nehemiah did just that and saw God's provision. May I help you with something? There was an old missionary by the name of Hudson Taylor. He was a missionary to China. You know what he said? When you do God's work God's way, you'll never lack in God's supply. Last of all is this. We saw tonight an awesome prayer, an awesome presence. But last of all, also an awesome provision. But now, last of all, an awesome praise. There's nothing, nothing like praising the Lord. Verse 18. I think as he penned these words in the inspiration of God, and when I say pride, I don't mean like pride in, in a sinful way, but in a very proud way. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me as also the king's words he had spoken unto me, and they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Notice how he praised the Lord. I told them of the hand of my God. I want to tell you tonight, the hand of God wants to be upon you. The question is, are you ready to see God move? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Luke, if you'll come to the piano and play something softly. I asked you the question tonight, how many of you have lost family members? Many of you raised your hands. You know, it be good tonight. Listen, hey, our country is in disarray. It's not only you that have lost family members. They're all over this country and all around the world. You know what we need to do? Come before the king. I think about Isaiah, that man of God. 
he went before the Lord. And as he did, he was worried because his king had died. But all of a sudden, he saw the king of glory show up and his train filled the temple. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips. You know what he began to do? Confess his sins before an almighty God. May I encourage you tonight to do the same? And listen, when you get things right with God, isn't it amazing how God says, Who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Oh, Nehemiah, you know what he was doing when he went before the king? Lord, here am I, send me. There was an awesome prayer. I say tonight, why don't we start this revival off right in the right place in the altar of God and say, God, will you do business with me? Lord, there's sin in my life. Lord, may I confess it. Lord, may there be nothing, no wicked thing found in me. Lord, whatever it is, may I confess it. Then we feel the awesome presence of God. We see His awesome provision working in the background. When it's all said and done, I want to be like Nehemiah and continue to talk about the hand of my God. What about you tonight? Why don't you come? Why don't you move?